Welcome, my friends. Welcome. It's that time of the week. Da-da-da-da. Hi-de-ho. Yep. Time that you've anxiously been awaiting. And don't lie to me. You know you have. It's time for the culinaryist and the cleverest. Obviously, the most riveting. And how can it be the previous three without being the most entertaining? That's right. It's the tastiest and most demystifyingest cooking show in the world. Must be talking about Chef and a Fat Man of Blue Collar Chefs. Now, 18 seasons, the longest cooking show on record in the whole wide world when it comes to radio and I guess podcasting and everything else. So it's, it's, it's been absolutely fantastic, and we thank you all so much. Chef and a Fat Man and Blue Collar Chefs, this week our mobile kitchens is at our headquarters for Chef and a Fat Man and Blue Collar Chefs, and we're not on the road. It is, of course, Le Cordon Green, the Big Green Egg Culinary Center, and... We love this place. Oh, we do, well, you do, because I, you're well, here. Well, you do, too. You keep I, well, I love this place, but I only come here a few times a month. You come here, like, Daily. every day. But that's because you're being paid and I'm not. But we would do it anyway for the we love of it. We would do it for free. Once you find a job you love, you'll never work another day in your life. Words of wisdom, well, Dan Albright, 1981. How deep? Well, it's deep, all right. But anyway, and uh, you, you know, we have two outstanding, outstanding volunteers whose names we will mention a little bit later. But we have two outstanding uh, individuals working with us today. The volunteer part of the... Uh, a key part of the volunteer core here at Le Cordon Green. Chef and a bat- Batman, the Blue Collar Chefs is proudly brought to you by the Big Green Egg, the, the ultimate, ultimate cooking, cooking experience. experience. And my friends, by Real Sweet Onions, by Schumann Produce, they are the leaders in Vidalia Sweet Onions. My friends, if it does not say Real Sweet on the back of the tag, it ain't. It ain't. Boy, Marshall's been waiting all week. I mean, it's been a month since he's been here. He kicked his leg out, put his fist up in the air. The man is into it. But see, Bill's more the cerebral. He sits there and Bill's looks tired at, from yesterday. Well, I'm trying to be nice, okay? Let's call it <laughs> cerebral. Settle down, chef. But anyway, yeah, he's more cerebral. He's kind of like, yes, it ain't. It ain't. Marshall's doing the leg kick and the fist pump. You know, he's, I mean, he's this is, us. you are so eclectic. And the quality of people that you have as volunteers. Why, That's what makes you. it so special. Why, thank you. All right, my friends. Of course, you're listening to the docile tones of the always lovely and effervescent. Just back from a wine tour, which I know we will get her to talk about. We will. Where her and a bunch of hens <laughs> went out to the West Coast uh, and drank their way across the state. We sure did. Oh, my God. And we will talk about this because I made a couple of comments on your, your travels <laughs> that... Um, we should talk about. But of course, my friends, today is National Buttermilk Biscuit Day. Ooh. Yes, how about that? I'm, I'm pretty excited about oh, that. Oh, then see, we're so lucky with my plans. It's also National Dance Like a Chicken Day. Well, so we brought Marshall. To you. Yeah. We brought Marshall in to take care of the chicken dancing. And American Craft Beer Week, which is uh, today through uh, the 20th. So. All these great things that we're celebrating, but of course, there's no celebration as great as the culinary delights of the queens of the quintessential culinary. She is our own chef, Amanda Egidio. <sighs> did I say it right? You did. You Egidio. Did I've been practicing for two weeks. <laughs> I finally got it. Yeah. I knew I, I, I and this is what I was going to do. 
I was going to say it, and if you had corrected me, I was going to skewer you. Were you? Which, which is kind of appropriate for today's show. Because you've got the skewers. And we are going to talk about what you are going to prepare and have recipes that will be up on the webpage, like all the recipes have been up on the webpage. And if you have not been to our new webpage, get over there. I'm telling you, it is amazing. It's got so much information and pictures. It's got Kevin's thoughts, our plans, where we've been, where we're going. Pictures, recipes. I mean, it is it is a one-stop shop. Big events that were with countdown calendars. I mean, we're all over it. And, uh, you know, Chef Amanda, you have, for the first show, I mean, let's start with recipe number one. You're going to do a, something that everybody loves. my first loves. trick. Yes. And now, uh, it is a steak and oyster kebab. Yeah. And but oysters are so good this time of year. Do surf and turf together. Yeah. Yeah. And, like of that. course, our preference at Chef and a Fat Man and Blue Collar Chefs is... Uh, well, if you if you have a place down there, live down there, you call it Appalach, because that's the cool and hip vernacular for the locals. For all you other heathens, it is Appalachicola. The mm. oysters from Appalachicola are absolutely freaking amazing. And we brought these all the way up from Appalach. In fact, uh, last week I was diving. and uh, Get out. Well, I was. But by accident? No. <laughs> I was bar diving. <laughs> oh, I like that. Oh, you segued very well. Thank yes, you. I, I, I was bar diving, and it just so happened to be a place where they had sacks of Apalachicola oysters for Ooh. 30, yeah, 30 pounds for uh, $45. Love that area. And, yeah, and you get to shuck them. And I'm oh, telling shucks. you, the excitement knows no bounds. So we're going to do this. Wait, so, what's your secret to shucking? Can you share that? Yeah, uh, well, I don't know. I'm not that good a shucker. Mm. Oh, that is a good secret. That is. Now, you pay a little bit more, but you also get to drink the beer and watch. That's so, true. you know, I mean, a little give and take. I prefer the beer watching to the trying to stick the knife in my hand, mm. um, which I've seen happen multiple times. But you're doing a steak and oyster kebab. This is basic, but it is so classic for this time of year. It is. It's great to start the summer season off because grilling... Everybody likes to do steak. And you know what? Actually, steak and oysters, like this is like an old, you know, old-timey, classic American type of summer grilling thing. And we've gotten so frou-frou that we forget where we've come from. And We're uh, going back to our roots. Yeah, I think we are. So I'm excited about this today. Yes, your steak can be well done, said the engineer. We will develop your taste buds over time, Karen. Did that sound like good homie music? Well, so much for my homie music. But uh, this steak and oyster kebab, now another great thing you touched on, it's the summertime. Grilling season is officially here. Of course, if you have a big green egg, grilling season is 365. All year, yep. And if you don't believe it, look at the pictures of the hardy souls with one foot of snow on top of their egg, uh, <clears throat> out there egging. But anyway, for the same reason, uh, no, uh, because it can. If you have a big green egg, you can use it 365 days a year, and it is absolutely amazing. But this steak and oyster kebab, go grill them. it is basic. Talk a little bit about it. What kind of, if you're going to use a steak, what kind of steak, what cut of steak filet. are you going to use? Probably filet. For this, filet, yeah. Okay. Because here's what I'm doing. I'm going to wrap the oysters in bacon. 
okay, because I want to be able to secure them without them falling all over the place. And then the bacon will be touching the, the filet as well. So, you know, you could wrap your filet as well at, in bacon as well as your the scallop. Kebabs? The kebabs? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, you know, we want, we want to get a little bit of fat for flavor on that, that on that filet. Um, so having so you're skewering one piece of filet or a, a chunk of filet and then a chunk of bacon wrapped oyster and then repeat. So the bacon's touching both the oyster and the steak. Now I was wondering, benefits. I'm gonna add this little caveat because it is Vidalia onion season. Vidalia. Vidalia onion season. Real sweet is now available in all the best stores. So I always think it would be kinda nice because they're so sweet, is cut off hunks of real sweet and put it between the oyster and the kebab, even though you wouldn't get the bacon flavor transferring to the I think that steak. sounds amazing. I think, I think it would be fun. Yeah. Because Vidalia onions from real sweet are so versatile because of the sweetness of them. Yeah. You know, if you were to use regular onions or just regular yellow onions or stuff, they're the, the so strong. Well, you know, and us being from the South, and, and even if you're not from the South, the flavor that goes with those, with the real sweets, I mean, it just, it says summer. It just says, hey, the seasons have changed. Get outside, you know? I mean, to me, it represents cut, fresh cut grass and lemonade and hanging with your grandparents and seeing family. Or and if you were with the hens, a lot of wine. Or with, <laughs> yes, that would be very true, too. But, you know, there's a, there's a history to the reason I call them hens, and it's not a derogatory term, which we will. Uh -huh. uh, discuss later on in the show because I don't <laughs> want your hens to get all upset that they were referred to as fowl. But anyway, uh, Chef Amanda, one of the things that people, they haven't used their egg in a while or their grill in a while, and you know people do that. Mm -hmm. Are there any things you do you would recommend as a chef to kind of prep to set for the season? Yeah. Absolutely. So first thing is if you haven't used your egg for a while, when you open your egg, there's a good chance, especially if you live in the South, you're going to have some mold on the inside. Don't be afraid of that. That happens to everybody. Um, and you don't want to use a wet towel or anything to wipe it off. You actually want to burn it off. Okay. So fire up your egg and let that burn off. It'll be fine. B burn it off before you cook, though. We'll say that. Okay. Um, second thing is probably, again, if you live in the South, I would start with a fresh um, bed of charcoal. Okay. Because if you've had charcoal that's been sitting in there for a while, again, it's probably gotten moist. And when you have moist charcoal, you're going to have a really hard time reaching any high temperatures. So I would just get rid of the charcoal you got in there and just start fresh. And, you know, people want, have asked me about it, but the Big Green Egg has a great ash tool. It's got a little shovel on it mm -hmm. that you can pick up here at the Big Green Egg Retail Center. Yep. They will sell them to you. They will. And, and if you bought one, it should have come with it. But if you lost yours or used it as a back scratcher. Yes. Well. <laughs> but anyway, uh, do it that way. Mm -hmm. And I think it's always good. I Now, I'm kind of guilty. I let my uh, ashes build up underneath, and it definitely affects the airflow because I'm too lazy to scrape it out every time. But I will say I can usually go two or three times. Yeah. But... Um, yeah, the ash, this, this shovel that they have here at the Big Green Egg, you can slide it right in the front, get your ashes, and it's a lot easier. I use the old-fashioned way, the scraping tool, mm -hmm. and uh, that's good, and it works really well, and now I know why there's an L on the end of it. However, this has worked out real well with that, with that new tool. But anyway, so we've emptied all the charcoal. Now, another thing, too, I was wondering, I haven't tried this yet, 
But take the igniter. If you have an igniter, it kicks off such high heat. If you could just run over the mold Warm with it. that. You know that? Yes, that. That's, I don't know. I'm going to try it. It, it, it it's, tr it's true, but it depends on how much charcoal you've got in there. Yeah. Because if it's damp underneath, like I said, the problem is that you're not going to be able to get to the desired temperature oftentimes. Like that's the, that's the issue. It doesn't say you can't, but that igniter might be a good way to And then finally, that. you want to clean your grill grate. And please do not use metal bristles. Yeah, you because don't. you'll end up in the hospital. Oh, yeah. I've, have you seen all the videos? I have. And it's, stuff? It's really, yeah. But of course, the best way to do it is just burn it off. Mm -hmm. Open your open your vents, Max. Mm -hmm. Fire up your egg. Mm -hmm. Throw it on there and burn it off first. And then I like to wipe mine down with a little oil, just a paper towel and oil yep. for my first use. And I then, agree. so you're going to spend about twenty or thirty minutes prepping. Speaking of prepping, we're preparing for a commercial. We are because that's what it's all about here at Chef and a Fat and the Blue Collar Chefs. We are true, constitutional, conservative, compassionate, and of course, we are. Money makers. That's what it's all about. Chef and a Fat Man will be right back. Welcome back, folks. Listen, you may be an outstanding chef, but you leave the intros and outros to me, all right? Just settle down because I'm not. I, no, don't use a knife. I'm going to hold it back here. Anyway, Chef Amanda, the Fat Man, Kevin Jenkins, we are live at La Cordon Green, the Big Green Egg Culinary Center. Now, we have been debating ferociously, and I want to find out from y'all. Um, we haven't been really advertising the fact that we do this show live because one particular person whose name I shall not mention felt that it was stressful. Stressful? Yeah. It's not stressful. And, <clears throat> and I'm saying I have seen her perform now for all oh, these many weeks, and she does not know the word. So be prepared for a, um, how should I say it? Come An visit. onslaught starting in uh, June or July. Uh, to uh, open up the audience because... The floodgates. Let me tell you why. Because when Chef Amanda has an audience, she does not realize how she blossoms. I mean, she just loves... She gets the feedback, the instantaneous oohs and ahs. And you like those, too. I love them. Yeah. I'll tell you what. There's, I mean, when, when Marshall and Bill are together, I mean, it is, it is exciting as it can be. Isn't it? And uh, but no, true entertainers yep. feed off the audience. That, and well, I was watching. Yes. We've had some pretty big audiences, and you just you just flourish. You don't think you do, but I see it because I am a true radio professional. Watching you. Yes, there we go. So anyway, speaking of professional, we've got an absolutely incredible recipe coming up next, and that is. But can of I course, just finish off about the what I did with the. Kebabs or oh yeah, that. go ahead. Yeah. All right, so folks, here's what I did with those um, with the steak kebabs. So, I actually I wanted to use some kind of great Cajun type seasoning, um, and so I went with Dizzy Pig's Bayouish blackening seasoning, and that's really good on the steak and on the oysters. So after the oysters were shucked, the oysters separately were tossed with a little bit of oil and some Bayouish, and then I did the same thing with the steak. I cut it into cubes. And then we cooked some bacon to where it was about medium. It's not, um, we don't want it done all the way, but about medium. And uh, that way you can wrap it around the oyster. Um, and that was, that was the goal. Was to, if, you, if you don't cook it, it's not going to get cooked and it's going to be raw. And you know how many times I've seen people, and that's such a key 
point to mention. How many people have, um, how should I say, they have taken raw bacon, mm -hmm. wrapped their meat in it, thrown it on the grill, they pull it off on the meat temperature, and the bacon's half cooked. Yeah. So that's a good way to do it is, you know, if you're busy and you're doing your prep stuff, you can cook that bacon about halfway. You don't want to crisp it up where it, for this purpose because right. we're wrapping it around something. So you don't want to get it crispy or it won't wrap. Um, it'll break. So cooked it halfway. Then I got my skewer, which I soaked. Always soak your skewers. And I put a piece of meat first because I need something to hold it together. Then when I wrap the bacon around the oyster, I want to secure it with the bake, the rest of the bacon, like the, the seam, uh -huh. against the meat. That way gotcha. it's not falling apart. And then Flopping around. Right. Uselessly. Right. And right now Marshall's got them on the egg. They are cooking, and we're going to serve them up in a few minutes. Now, that, th what temperature do you cook your kebabs at? 400. 400 direct. And you want to get your meat? Basically, you want it at the temperature. The oyster's going to be done first regardless. I'm looking at like 135 on the meat. Yeah, that's what I do. Yeah. I go a little less, but that's because I like a little pulse. And then I had some extra oysters, so I'm making a little contraption here. Um, I did my reverse breading. Can you do that? I did a reverse breading. So I sautéed my oyster first in the bacon fat that was left over from the bacon, and then I added some browned breadcrumbs into it. And right do you know now, what I've fallen in love with? Fan. What? Panko. Yeah, that's what these are. I, I, I kind of figured that out. Yeah. But if you have an air fryer, which we have at... Casa Jenkins. Yeah. I have tried f uh, air frying things in flour. Uh-huh. It doesn't work. I haven't made it work. But I took panko. Yeah. It browns it up beautifully. And she who must be obeyed has actually told me that she prefers my chicken tenders really? done in the panko to the regular breading. Ooh. So what's nice is you could, in the air fryer, set it at 390. Yeah. Nine minutes on each side. They're oh, crispy. They're brown. Mm -hmm. And you don't feel like you've got that heavy breading. Nice. That you did. So, oh. That's good, right? Those, oh. The reverse, what do you call that? Reverse breading. Reverse breading. <laughs> I tell you, you're, you're full of it when it comes to new and innovative ideas. <laughs> so let me tell you what's next on the okay. new and innovative. So I came up with something today that Kevin's never heard of. And this is called Duca. No, I'm not going to go there. That's low-hanging, vulgar I'm fruit. I'm giving him the look. Yeah. So dukkah is an Egyptian mix of spices and nuts and seeds. D-U-K-K-A-H. She knows KK. KK. That's what her little girls that she mentors call her. KK. Aw. Oh, please. And what you do for this is while Kevin and we were setting up, I toasted some macadamia nuts because I like the flavor of macadamia. But in Egypt, they would use peanuts because that's what they have mm -hmm. very available. I also roasted some or toasted some coriander seeds, and I toasted some, what is this? <laughs> I don't <laughs> I know. You got the recipe. Some sesame seeds ah. and um, cumin. I also toasted some cumin seeds. Now, you want to toast them separately, not in the same pan. You want to cool them separately, not in the same pan. And then I'm going to add them, and I'm going to I'm going to grind them separately. You're into the whole separate thing. Well, it's important on this one, okay? okay. And I'm just going to put this in my Nutribullet. You like that, don't you? Use the heck out of it. This thing rocks, man. And uh, so as I do that separately, 
You want a coarse grind. I do. Um, I want a coarse grind, and then, then at the end, I'm going to mix them all together. And let me tell you what we're going to do with the duca. So, this is the seasoning. The idea is to get chicken or pita bread. Today, we're using the um, Indian naan bread because I really like the flavor oh, of that. Yes. So, we're going to brush the chicken and the naan bread with a little bit of olive oil, just olive oil, salt, and pepper. I don't want any, you know, anything else to that. Um, and then after it's cooked, we're going to bring it inside, and I'm going to have a little container of olive oil, and I'm going to mix all of these ground seasonings together to make the duca. So you take the hot chicken and the hot pita, you dip it in oil, and then you dip it in the duca mixture, and that creates a crunch on the end. And it's a totally different way to present it. It gives you the crunchy, all of the flavors that you would want to season your chicken with, but at the end. And this is, folks, this is a great party thing. People love to see this and be able to taste those exotic flavors, and they're so prevalent because they're at the end. All right, now i got a question for you. I, <clears throat> I always look in for shortcuts to cooking. In fact, if I were ever going to be considered great at anything, it's easy shortcuts, lazy cooking. PhD, push here, dummy. Yes, but I don't. I don't think dummy in context of my name is necessarily the right thing to do. But anyway, I digress. So if you're going to, now let me, so you take all your ingredients, your dry spices, mm -hmm. you separately toast them, mm -hmm. separately cool them, mm -hmm. separately grind them, and grind them all together at the end. Now, not being a chef, I would say. No, you can't buy it in a store. No, but I mean, not, that, 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 very good. That would be my first choice. Well, you said easy, so. Yeah. No. No. Oh, okay. Trust the process. Ah. Trust right. the process. All right. Can I trust Don't this? Don't mix. Because Can you I know what? This? First of all, the, um, the nuts have oil, okay? So if you start jazzing all that stuff together in the grinder, you're going to get a paste instead of a dust. That ah. is not the goal. That is not the goal. See, now that makes sense now, but of course, my witty insight and deep, profound questioning skills brought that point out. <laughs> so that's the duca. And do we have some, do we have any, do we have chicken breasts right there? Hey, yes. Bill, you want to cut me some chicken breasts and I'll get some olive oil and we'll sample this because, y'all, this looks super fragile, casualistic. I just that's made that one. Oh, look at that. That's, that's the one. You're going to like this, Kevin. Wait, it, when, you'll like it when I add salt. The other thing at the end of the process, lost my salt shaker, you're going to add salt and just a touch of paprika. And don't get smoked, not for this. I was going to see that's a good don't question. Don't do that. Yeah, just like bite-sized pieces, please. All right, maybe a little bit more paprika. So just straight up paprika. Yep, just add probably a teaspoon of paprika into it, and, I'll, and we'll put the recipe on the website. Of course. If you're going to get all this stuff together. Marshall, oh, there's my salt. Um, and then kosher salt at the end as well. Give it a little flavor. I knocked my headphone off. Did you? Yeah. That's because I was good. feeding my face. Right. There we go. <clears throat> See, that's, that's good. Hey, Marshall, try this. Is that a happy hey, Bill, dance? try this. This is a reverse bread oyster. 
Yeah, that's, that's very good. I'm telling you, that's why when we open the doors and make it more accessible, accessible for you all to come to the show. Oops, sorry, it's loud. Wow. You throw things around? Yeah. You missed Bill's ear by about three inches. <laughs> I don't know if you were aiming or what. But anyway, we are Chef and Fat Man and Blue Collar Chefs. We are live at Le Cordon Green. We are celebrating the summer, the beginning of barbecue and grilling season, unless you're an egghead, which grilling season is 300. Did you see the pictures in the wintertime? Those eggheads are out there, and they are just absolutely a foot of snow on top of their egg, and they're just brushing it off and firing it up. They love it. They're so dedicated. It's a dedicated community. Oh, wow. He just took a duca. That sounded really... I did not mean it to sound that way. <laughs> you know, you always get on me, and you just do it naturally. I do. But the duca, what's great about the duca is it takes ordinary chicken, which is kind of mm -hmm. neutral, but it gives it a kick, and most importantly, the duca gives it kind of a texture. It gives it a different texture. It's not fried. Correct. It's not fried, mm -hmm. but that all those dry herbs, you would think they would overpower. They don't. This would even be fun for the kids to do like a chicken finger with the bread oh, at the absolutely. end and let them get involved. Oh, yeah. absolutely. And the coarse grind, I think, is, is really critical to keep the texture right. Mm -hmm. I think so, too. Now, you're using olive oil? I am for the end. Yep. And hopefully, hey, Bill, can you hear me? I'm going to have him do some bread because I want to dip the bread, too. Now, the uh, yeah, that would be, mm -hmm. I think it would be very good dipping the bread in there. Tasty but another stuff. nice thing you can do with this is you can make it as a party. That's true. Where so you slice great. it up. Yep. You can make it as an appetizer. Yep. And you could also make it as a main course if you did larger pieces. It's like a fondue because you're dipping, you're talking, you're sipping wine or beer or whatever your thing is. Yep. Well, this is one of those great recipes. And this, once again, we're trying to give you some... Ideas and different ways Think to shake it up. outside the box, folks. That's right, because and once again, these recipes, you notice, less than 10 minutes to actually get them ready. The only, the only thing is the heating and cooling of the dry ingredients. But you're really only toasting them for 30 seconds to a minute, mm -hmm. and they're cooling at about five. Yep. So, most, yeah. And you can do them a day ahead. You don't have to do them on game day. You know, you can wait and... Uh, do it early. That way you're less stressed on your... And Very it holds. Good. You know, it holds for like a week. I wouldn't go any longer because the nuts. Yeah, absolutely. Well, there you have it, my friends. We've already done a surf and turf. Ooh, yeah. We've already done Egyptian dukkha. And when we come back, you got to finish strong, Chef Amanda, and she is she is doing a Veracruz yeah. snapper. That's right. It's all about food. It's all about fun. It's all about a celebration of the good life. When we come back, we're actually going to give you our thoughts on this and some different ways to kick it up because that duca is so versatile and so fun, and that's what this show is all about. Versatility, fun, enjoyment, entertainment, but more importantly, a way to kick up your culinary skills to another level and make your friends say, wow, at that's least right. ten times every time they use Chef Amanda's recipe. Woo. Right back at you, Chef of the Fat Man, the Blue Collar Chef. Stay tuned. Welcome back, folks. Really? Again? 
Again? Oh, wow. I'm having fun, man. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll just stay at home. You are No, you, you are. Fun. You inspire me. me. Well, I'll tell you what. The first two recipes, we've had the chance now to try the duca yep. and the steak and oyster kebab. And I'm telling you, once you try this recipe, it is so basic. It is so good. It is so easy. But we were having a discussion about the kebab. Yeah. When you wrap the bacon, pre-cooking bacon is a lot like roux. If you are cooking your roux... Tell them what the, a roux is. A roux, of course, is oil, some kind of oil, and flour that is the basis for a gumbo and other dishes. Mm -hmm. But the great thing about the roux is... It's very difficult because residual cooking occurs, mm -hmm. and if you, if you're 60 seconds to two minutes off, it can make the difference between a perfect roux and a burnt roux. Yep. Because residual cooking is critical. With this bacon, you want to get it to like 30 seconds to a minute away from crisp. Yeah. Because if you if because you've got to allow residual cooking, that bacon is gonna cook up a little more after you take it off the heat. It is. So you want it three-quarters cooked, just loose enough to wrap, but at that critical point where it's it's not going to break when you wrap it. And getting it to that fine line is experimental. But I'm telling you, Good when stuff. you get it right, the color is perfect, the texture is perfect, and so it's just something to practice and you know, another great thing is making bacon on the egg. Take mm -hmm. the sheet pan, cover it in foil, stick it on the egg, stick your individual pieces on there. I set it at 375 for about 15, 20 minutes. Take a look at it. And I got to tell you, it's a beautiful thing. You can make a pound of bacon on a sheet pan. I could eat a pound of bacon. Oh, easily. Absolutely. But the great thing about that, if you're going to do kebabs, make it by the sheet pan. Mm -hmm. So you could do 20 or 30 kebabs. Ooh. You know? Yeah. That way, and also if you're having guests over and you want to do bacon, because when you check it at about 15 to 20 minutes, you can get all that bacon at one time looking just right. And then you can pull it off because you know when you cook it that way. It's five minutes. Mm -hmm. Let it cool for five minutes, and that five-minute period is going to kick up one degree of cookness. I'm going, to, yeah, I'm going to come around. Now, this is the duca with the pita bread. Now, you just took naan bread. Mm -hmm. Tell them what you did. This is actually nar, um, garlic naan. And this, there's a company called Stonefire, and they sell it at the grocery store. We have Pu uh, Publix and Kroger down here. They sell them in both. All that we did, and it, I like it because it's thick, and it's got, I think it has more flavor than pita. Okay? Hi, come on over. Um, so we just brushed it with a little bit of oil. We put it on the egg, took it off, and then we've got the olive oil here, and this is the duca seasoning here. Come on over and try some. So you're just taking some of this and dipping it in here, right here, in my dirty sink. Sorry, but we've been doing dishes. <laughs> um, wow, that naan bread is isn't awesome. Isn't that great? I think it's super tasty. And you know, you naan like bread. Marshall gives it the thumbs up. He's going back for seconds. The naan bread is especially good for this because naan is cooked on tandoori ovens, mm -hmm. which are basically clay pots. Uh -huh. So cooking on the egg. Now, instruct him what to do. Dip it in the oil and then dip it in here. Yep. And then once you try that, you got to try the chicken. That's it. 
pretty good. Yeah. So this is called, since he just, we just had somebody join us, guys. We're taping a radio show. Um, so this is called dukkah, and it's a seasoning. It's a mixture of nuts and seeds and spices that have been all ground together. And the theory is, is that you take chicken or bread, and you cook it regularly on the grill, and then you dip it in these two at the end, and it gives you kind of a, re a reverse, not a reverse sear, but a reverse flavor profile. So you've tried the naan, not try the chicken, so yeah, you can think about that. Yeah. I mean, heck, you're here. Yeah. You might as well try it. Mm -hmm. Yep. But this is, once again, one of the great dishes for the summertime, and you're getting ready to start your third recipe, and that is a Veracruz mm -hmm. snapper that this time of the year, Gulf fish is so good and uh -huh. so fresh. Absolutely. And um, it's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're not responsible yeah. for your dry cleaning bill, sir, when you <laughs> drool all over yourself, it tastes so good, nor passing out from the excitement of the great flavors. But... Uh, it's just another thing you can do at parties. It doesn't take a lot of prep time. Mm -hmm. But this Veracruz snapper is really exciting because this really takes the south-of-the-border essence to Gulf fish or any fish and just takes it up to another notch. It absolutely does. So this has got some great, like, truly Mexican, authentic flavors, okay? So first, <clears throat> we got some red snapper fillets. That was first. Um, and when you, get, when you go to pick fish in the store... Don't be shy about asking your fishmonger or whoever the person is at the fish counter. Walk right up and literally put your nose in it. You've got to know and make sure that it's kind of out of the counter for a minute because the fish counter at your grocery store, wherever you buy it, it's going to be, it's going to be absorbing a lot of the smells of the other fish that are in the cat or in the container. So when it comes out, let it set for a second and then ask to smell it and get a good look at it. Um, make sure that the flesh is firm. Make sure that the odor is not real strong. The stronger the odor, the older the fish. Also, if you're going to buy a whole snapper, go for the eyes. Look at the eyes. The eyes need to be, be clear, not cloudy. If they're cloudy, don't get that fish. Make sure you get a clear-eyed, beautiful-looking fish. And in the fillet, too, there's, I call it the butter. Mm -hmm. What happens when it's been sitting there, it gets, the fat kind of gets on the top of it. And on a fresh fish, on a fresh fish, when you run your hands across the top, and you can do it with a glove, it, you'll feel the texture of the fish, and it'll be a little rough. Mm -hmm. If it's been there for a while, and you sl and your hand slides off the fish, it gets a little film on the top of it. Mm -hmm. And a lot of ways you can tell that too. So smell, mm -hmm. see, mm -hmm. feel. Exactly. And if they won't let you do it, then don't buy it. Walk away if they don't let you do it, because a lot of people do it. It's it's, it's normal. Okay. So then next, um, we put a paste on. Okay. And I made a paste that I wanted to rub on the fish and let it hang out for about 30 minutes. And the paste is garlic cloves, okay, that have been mashed. And if you want to be real authentic, go for an ancho chili powder. Yes. If you don't have ancho chili powder in your spice rack, you don't need to go buy some, you know, don't go out and try to find it. If you've got regular chili powder, even Mexican chili powder would be fantastic for this. Then, believe it or not, some Old Bay seasoning. And then also some oil. And you don't need olive oil, folks. Just get some vegetable oil. Um, and you're going to mix all that together and rub it on the fish. That's part number one. Then, while that fish is hanging out, you want to start your sauce. And I've got the sauce going, and it smells pretty tasty in here. Oh, the sauce was incredible. The sauce is incredible. So the sauce, we took some onion and garlic, and we sauteed. Not just any onion. No, Vidalia sweet onion. Yes, real sweet onions. Because? Because they are the sweetest onions on earth. So when you see there are a lot of brands of Vidalias out there, mm -hmm. and they're all good. Mm -hmm. But if you want the sweetest onion on earth, 
and it's documented to be. Mm. It is real sweet onion by Schumann Produce, my friends. How do you know that you're getting the real deal? Because there's imitators that imitate the label a little bit. If it doesn't say real sweet on the bag of the tag, it, it ain't. ain't. Look at that. Very good, <laughs> sir. You win some more food. But so, anyway, yeah, that's so. The, garlic and onion. Garlic and onion. Cook that with a little bit of oil. Then grab yourself a couple of cans of crushed tomatoes, um, some clam juice. Can you use fire roasted? Because I like fire You can roasted. use fire roasted. I love fire yeah. roasted. Um, and then a little bit of Worcestershire sauce. You really, a chef had a problem saying that word the first time? Well, it came out, you know, I, I, yeah, I was clumsy over it, I have to admit. I'll Worcestershire? Worcestershire sauce. Um, and you want it, so after, so that's when you want to add those three things. Okay. okay so you're adding the, the, all of the juices, the tomatoes, the clam juice, and the Worcestershire sauce. Then... You want to get some olives, okay? Get some pitted olives that have the pimentos stuck into them. Get those Martini olives. olives. Yes, get those. Well, I mean, for those who drink martinis. Yes. Then go and find yourself a can of pickled jalapenos, okay? Just, you know, if they come in a can, they're, they're in the Mexican section where all of the great Latino food is. Um, and one or two of those pickled up, chopped up. Um, and then a couple of tablespoons of capers. So you got ah. a lot of briny action going on for yes. that. Um, and then add that into the pot. And then also throw in some oregano. If you can find Mexican oregano, even better. And then the final secret ingredient is a little bit of Mexican cinnamon. Yes. Just a touch of cinnamon. Mexican cinnamon definitely mm -hmm. has a different profile. And then a little bit of lime juice. And let that cook and hang out for, I don't know, as long as you got. Longer, the longer the better. Start, bring it to a boil, then reduce it to a simmer, and let that just hang out and go. And now, so you could actually do it overnight. It would really be cooking. Yeah, you really could, and it'd be great. Yeah, and you know, once again, there's a lot of ingredients on this. Probably, I'm saying 12 to 13 ingredients. But the thing is, it's just a matter of assembly and heating, so it doesn't really take a lot of time, because we realize people don't have a lot of time. They really don't. They don't want to spend time in the kitchen because it's too. But we try to make our recipes so that you can spend about the same amount of time as waiting for your food to come in from the, you know, takeout. Or yep. going into the grocery store, taking the time. And by the way, by the this way, brought up congratulations, Kroger. I I prefer Kroger to Publix, just hands down almost everything but bakery. And I gotta tell you, they have this neat system where you can sit at home, order your groceries. Click it and ticket. I click, know what you're talking about. Click I I, I can't name it as click. Click, click list. list. Click it yes. ticket. So Sorry. I tried I tried it. <laughs> That's it is the a, fine you get if you drive without your without your seatbelt. Sorry. Yeah, that no, not <laughs> click, click it and ticket. ticket. No. But click <laughs> list. So what you do is you sit at home and you get all your your stuff together. You put it in. You gotta give them, I think, twelve hours. Mm-hmm. And then what you do is do you, you give really them the, need to give them that long? Uh so it's, not, I, I, it's six. You gotta plan. You know, I mean, yeah, you're you're gonna you know, you can't do it spur of the moment. What you do is you get your grocery list together, put it in, tell them what time, an hour time frame you're going to go there. You pull up, you call a number, they answer immediately. I mean, I've done it five times now, and the longest it's been the third ring. Hmm. They pick up, they, you give them the name, and within three to four minutes, they bring all your groceries out to you in the, in the parking lot. They mm -hmm. bring them out load them in there's no tipping 
They don't allow tipping. Why? And then if they're out of something, they give you the Kroger brand. Which is not bad. For free. Their, their private selection is pretty tasty. Yeah, and they give it to you for free. If they don't have it, they'll for use free. theirs. And they gave it to me for free several times. They said, oh, we didn't have this, but we did this. Will this work? And by the way, if they don't give it to you free, they give it to you at a cheaper price. So it's really nice. And if you don't want it, you ship it back. They redo your invoice, give it to you. You're on your way. I mean, the whole process took le less than 10 minutes. So I timed going into the store mm -hmm. to pick up 10 items uh -huh. and then to do it online. With online ordering and everything else, picking up and leaving, mm -hmm. 15 minutes with click, wow. click list. I go in the store, it was 36 minutes wow. by the time you walked all around. So well, you always end up with a few items, and the person in front of you has three baskets full of stuff. Well, like, especially you know at I mean? Kroger, because Kroger has so me. many... They always do this to me. It's like a, I don't know. Anyway, I wanted to tell you about ClickList. Congratulations, Kroger. When we come back, we're going to continue on our last recipe, wrap it up for another show, Veracruz Snapper. Ain't nothing better than that. Welcome back, my friends. Chef and a Fat Man live from the incredible Le Cordon Green, the Big Green Egg Culinary Center, my friends. We have some new folks that walked in. We've had some people come in. And they're getting a chance. See, if you become a part of the show, you get to eat for free. And I mean, now, 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 don't, don't just not eat for 24 hours. Think you're going to come and pig out? No, <laughs> this is sampling. This is finger food. So, the lucky folks that are here today, are you all from around here? Where are you from? Swanee. Swanee. Very nice up there. I used to eat Swanee TV dinners. Oh, no, 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 no. But anyway. So you all got to try some interesting things. You got to try the dukkah. What was the general consensus on the dukkah? Delicious. I mean, you never would have thought of that. And when you go on our website next week, you'll be able to get the recipes, the process, everything, and uh, you can make it at home because this is something that takes about 15 to 20 minutes to make other than the cooking time. And, man, you can put that out there, let your guests come up. You know, you put some uh, beverages out there. I I'm sure you... Uh, <laughs> well, depending on your taste. Frosty. I, unsweet, Frosty beverages. Unsweet tea because I'm that kind of person. No, it's not. What? Anyway, that's a good one. And then the um, kebabs, which are always a hit. And you take the kebab. You don't have to do anything real fancy. We'll go through all that. But, Chef, when we last left you, we, we had started the Snapper Vera Cruz. Yep. This is a kick tail. Notice it's fish tail. Kick tail recipe. Mm-hmm. Oh, do you want me to tell? That's that's my cue to you. Okay. I throw it to you by saying that's a kick tail recipe. Chef Amanda. All right. So Chef Amanda's got her fish on yes. outside on the egg. All right. Now you can do this fish a couple of ways. You can do it on the grate. You can do it indirect, which means you're baking like you would in an oven. Right. If you're going to do that. I would cook it between 350 and 400 degrees, okay. and you're going to want to use the convector um, for you old-timers out there. It's also called the plate setter. Right. Uh, and so we have some on like that, and then we also have an egg at 400-ish, 450-ish, yeah. Um, and we put the half-moon flat top on there, the plancha. So we're going to sear one side, grill one side. So we're, gonna, we're playing with different cooking techniques on the fish. But the great thing about the fish is that you can do it lots of different ways. Can do what suits you. But please do this. Don't overcook it. Yeah, like that's really important. With, especially with fresh gulf fish or any fish. 
The worst thing you can do is overcook it because then it's too dry, too flaky, and you, you kind of lose the subtle flavors of the fish. But this, you might get away with it on this recipe because the Veracruz sauce is to die for. You betcha. Yes. So, yes, yeah, so the sauce is right here. So you came in. We've already done it in the last segment, but I'll just review. So the sauce is uh, garlic and onion, okay, Vidalia sweet onion that we use to cook. In real the sweet sauce. onions. Real sweet onions. From, yep. Because if it doesn't say real sweet on the bag and the tag, it, it ain't. ain't. Um, and then we added some olives, and I added some pickled jalapeno and some capers. I want a little brininess into it. Um, then I added some... What else did I add? I have tomatoes. I added, yes, I added tomatoes. Um, and I added Chopped, clam crushed. juice. Yep, crushed, crushed tomatoes, clam juice, um, oregano, Mexican oregano if you can get it, and Mexican cinnamon at the end with a little bit of salt um, and a little bit of lime juice. And that is the sauce that's going to go over the fish. Now, the fish had a paste on it, and the paste was made from garlic cloves that were mashed, um, a little bit of just canola oil. It doesn't have to be olive oil. Um, a little ancho chili seasoning if you've got it. If you don't have ancho, you don't have to go buy it, but use some kind of chili um, chili seasoning. If you have Mexican chili, that would be great, Mexican chili powder. Then Old Bay, like a quarter cup of Old Bay, and, um, and then a quarter cup of oil. So equal parts oil and Old Bay, and then add a little bit of other seasonings and garlic to it. But we'll have all those recipes for you, and this is just one of those things that's great. Now, uh, there is nothing like, do you have to get Mexican Old Bay? Or can, can you get no, North you American Old Bay? No, you can get American Old Bay. That'd be fine. Well, you've, you're so, you know, snippety about the other. Well, I would get Mexican cinnamon. I would get so Mexican cinnamon tastes different. It does. It does. It's got a little bit of a it's spicy more, taste. Well, yeah, it's more robust. Sorry. Yes. Making America great again. <laughs> there we go. I like your style, Not sir. Today. I like your style. Not in the Veracruz. We, but made, that's right. we made America great in the first part of the show, man. We got these oysters and the steak. I know you were concerned, ma'am, that this is being – that's okay because you know why? I talked to the people, the witness protection. We didn't use his name. Mm. So it's okay. You know, it's all right. But, yes, we can uh, make your guests happy again. Mm-hmm. How about that? That make sounds your guests good. Happy I like again. that. Yeah, and I you like can that. do that with this recipe. Now – the uh, snapper will be off here in just a few minutes, but this uh, this sauce, you, you ought to try that. Can you give them a little sample of the sauce? Just I, the sauce I, by itself I to, can, yes. Because you have the ability. I do. I got the power. That's right. You ought to try the sauce just by itself. It is, I'll tell you what, I could eat the sauce and a lot of other things other than the fish. Oh, yeah. Yes, on, on the website, website. chefandthefatman.com, chefandthefatman.com, if I have to spell that out for you. I think you can even C-H-E-F spell it. C-H-E-F-A-N-D-T-H-E-F-A-T-M-A-N.com, chefandthefatman.com. Mexican Cindy. Well, I'll tell you that. That Veracruz sauce is, so we've got a couple more victims. I just ran out of spoons. I'll take your spoons. Well, I got a couple right here. They're big. You don't have to take big, but here, here's a couple of spoons right here. Yeah, you need to try the bear cruise. Oh, yeah, try the bob. Absolutely. Boy, I'm sorry about that. I got a little, I got a little Kermit. Yeah, mm. you'll like it. And but anyway, like it, you what do you think it. of the bear cruise sauce? <laughs> like I mean, that sauce is so versatile. You can put it on fish. 
you can put it on on a lot of things. It's just a finishing sauce, but it can take even bland food and kick it yep. to another level. Yeah, you gotta wait till it's on a snapper. Can we go outside and check the fish? Can yes, we, yeah, we let's can. Let's go outside it. and just look at the fish. Would you like to come out and see the fish? Huh? Still moving? Yes. Go, right. No, of course not. Okay. Just step outside, oh, gather around the big green egg. After you, sir. Ma'am. Sir. Nobody? <laughs> yep. No. Just like you got it. Just like that. So they're getting to see the various ways in which the snapper has been cooked. Like to remind you, all the recipes will be on chefandthefatman.com, chefandthefatman.com. Check out our brand new website. It is fantastic and very, very user-friendly, very, very clean. No traps, no capturing information, no anything. We even give you a place to review the recipes, and you can tell us what you think. Or if you want to add to the recipes, all you have to do is click on the chefandthefatman.com so you get that chance. Anyway, Chef Amanda, uh, we're about ready to wrap it up, so... You, the fish looks like it's pretty ready. It is. It's you see where you're cutting off out there. We I do. Got to come in. All right, I did have this one gentleman asked me about how did I know. Um, I opened the top to the dual function metal top, which is our daisy wheel, on the, um, on the egg when I put it in. And he said, how did you know to do that? So here's the deal. Whenever you put cold food or room temperature food onto a hot egg and you put a lot on, you're going to drop that temperature down immediately. So I want to open up the airwaves to just give it a little bit of a push for probably three to four minutes of the cooking process and then I go back to where I had it before to stabilize. Also, you want to be real careful and don't put cold food on a hot grill. If you've got steaks, even if you've got chicken, you're going to be okay. Take it out of the fridge, leave it while you're firing up your egg, and then when you go to cook it, you don't want to bring it down too much to get the best results. That is why we always recommend people come in and watch the show because they can get there. And there is no one that is more full of it than Chef Amanda. When it comes to information, when it comes to information about, you see how much help she was to you? That's why we say she's full of it. But anyway... Chef Amanda, outstanding job. Well, I thank Folks, you, sir. it'll be a couple more minutes. I'll bring the snapper and you'll get to try it. Yep. And remember, if you want to know when we're recording, look on our website. Or biggreenegg.com. Yes. Chefandafatman.com. If you'd like to find out all the cool culinary classes that they're serving here, I mean, just go on to biggreenegg.com, look up culinary, and you'll be able to come in and take classes here. And They've let, got couples classes. Tell them. Yes. They've got cool classes coming up. So um, next Tuesday. We have a class called Smoke because it's it's barbecue month. So the class on Smoke is how to do low and slow cooking that's not barbecue. So we're going to smoke fish. We're going to smoke duck. We're going to smoke all kinds of cool stuff in addition to the low and slow stuff. So um, that's happening next week. And then um, in the middle, uh, towards the end of the month, we've got um, the executive chef from the Four Seasons Hotel is going to come in and do a pork cheddar, which we're really excited about. Also, once a month, we do a class that are just, it's just for couples. It's couples date night. And it's on a Friday night, once a month. This month is called Havana Nights. We're going to do a Cuban theme with Cuban music. Um, And then in June, the next one is going to be called Butcher and Brew. And we're going to bring you in. We're going to bring in a beer company, do some beer tastings. And then Chef Philip, who's my my event chef, he's going to butcher a pig. He's going to butcher. He's also going to show you how to cut chicken, how to cut fish, how to bone a fish. All of that stuff is going to be done in that class. 
So, so keep right on to the Big Green Egg website or chefandafatman.com. Find out when the when these shows are being done here because the great thing about it is you can talk to the chef. You can, It's very informal, and you get to sample. And I'm telling you, the food that you get to sample is simply extraordinary. How did I know that? Anyway, so many people to thank. Chef of the Fat Man could certainly not do this show here without our incredible staff here at the Culinary Center and Chef Amanda. Give her a big hand. Outstanding. The volunteer extraordinaire. We we got Bill and we got Marshall. Marshall. Woo! (laughs) And, of course, the engineer. We got Kevin. Yay, Kevin. No, not yet. Uh, My wife... (laughs) The, uh, she is the lady who is in charge of engineering, making sure we sound good, and the food sounds good on the air. She does an extraordinary job. That is my wife, the keeper of the dial, she who must be obeyed, Yay. Karen Jenkins. Yay, Karen. And I am yours truly, the fat but jovial host of Chef of the Fat Man, now in our 18th season. And we are so excited to be here. It keeps getting bigger, better, and better because of people like you all. So remember, you can post the show posts. Every Monday, we have all the 500-some shows we've recorded over the past 18 on years iTunes. on our website. You just go to chefandafatman.com. iTunes, chefandafatman.com. Listen As, to us on your way to work. There we go. As we cool down the mobile burners of Chef and the Fat Man, we like to take a moment that's very, very important. We like every week to remember our troops and our first responders. They are the reasons that we enjoy the freedoms that we have in this country like nowhere else on earth. The price of freedom is never free, and I hope you never forget it. God bless y'all and your family. God bless America, and God willing, we'll see you next week right here on Chef and the Fat Man, the Blue Collar Chefs. We out of here. Out of here. All right.